0: So I'm going to do something a little bit different for this episode, rather than the short, sharp morsel of wisdom, my great mate Andy Garwood's coming up to five years alcohol-free, and he's been a massive part of my life and my story over those years, and it's just been so thrilling to see the adventure that he's been on and all the adventurous things that he's done, the transformations that he's had in his own life, and now he's become this great coach, and he's inspiring so many people, and he reached out and said, let's catch up, let's do something for." my five years I said why don't you come in and we'll have a chat and actually let's just record it let's record it and put it out as a podcast episode so it's a longer version it's a I guess a traditional format in terms of a podcast just to share some of Andy's story I think you're going to love it I had such a nice time just reminiscing and reflecting with Andy on those five years and just to share his story I think it's just so impactful and powerful so I hope you enjoy today's episode is with Andy Garwood my great mate who is not only a brilliant coach, he's a lovely human, uh, a wonderful part of my life and story over the last five years. And hopefully you enjoy this little episode of about an hour of us two just waxing lyrical about the joys, the wonders, the pleasures, the bonuses, the benefits of this adventure that is alcohol-free. Enjoy. Back to where you were. When did you first become aware and you were thinking, uh, maybe there's something I want to address here.
1: Um, certainly from forties, um, from me forties I'd say. Uh, I think the party time had finished, and uh, well, it wasn't finishing. It was getting worse, um, and I was drinking every night, through habit. I realise now through habit. Not drinking Monday to Thursday was three or four pints with the lads up running a building company, and then two or three gin and tonics when I got home. That was nothing. Doubled out on a Thursday triple that, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, putting on a stone every five years, um, and never really thought I was going to stop, never thought I'd stop drinking, but always thought I'd had to cut down. Monday morning was always, well, I'm not going to drink till Thursday, by four o'clock on a Monday, a couple of pints, and uh, it was just hamster wheel, never got up, not even on a Saturday or Sunday, never, <clears throat> never got up wanting a drink, it was always, not going to drink today, but obviously that went out the window as the day went on. And then at 52, it was this epiphany I had, um, where I didn't know I was going to stop that Monday. I'd had a big ankle operation, so I was meant to be looking after my ankle. Eight days before I'd had the cast off my ankle, and on the Wednesday I decided to go off to football. I put a Beckham boot on. Got on my crutches, went over to watch West Ham, drunk Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was the last game of the season. Um, Put my beck and boot on, went over to football, can't remember coming home from Stratford, can't remember coming home. Woke up, well apparently I was still drinking when I got home. Got up Monday, gagging over the sink, um, thinking what am I doing here? Looked at my ankle down there, it was throbbing, I meant to be looking after it, what an idiot looked out the corner of my eye from my boy's bedroom who was six my youngest and i thought you know what he deserves better than this and uh, um, thought what am i going to do about an hour later i joined this group for a 90-day challenge um didn't say anything to anyone tuesday i said i'm not drinking i'm on a 90-day challenge saturday was the royal wedding and the fa cup final so friend was having a party um, I got messages from people very dear and close, said come on if you're not drinking don't bother coming. Really? That was how bad it was, you know, yeah. don't bother coming. Anyway, I went through to the Saturday, I took some AF beers round on the morning, went there on the Saturday afternoon, the l- ladies was already there, watched the Royal Wedding, we turned up the lads, and a fresh Yorkshireman stuck a pint of Stella in my hand and said go on get that down here, I said I'm not drinking and he went, go on, go on, bit of a thing, about an hour later, same thing, another can of Stella, go on, have this, you can't sit here all day, no I'm not. Anyway, got through that, gave people if home, which was amazing, yeah. you know, after five days, actually seeing people drunk in my car, talking rubbish, and the rest is history, really, um, from there. And what was the build
0: up to that point, though? Because sometimes it feels like that was almost spontaneous, but I guess there was a, a decent bit of reflection prior to that point, do you think? Or it, it was all in that moment?
1: Well, I never thought I'd actually stop. I'd done a few dry Januaries, which I now realise was purely willpower, which we know is a muscle and you're only going to do so many. One to 30, February the 1st. I remember one of them, you know, February the 1st. We got absolutely hammered, but we'd just gone through 30 days. So I'd done a few purely on willpower. And I've, um, no, I never thought I'd stop. I thought I'd drinking was you know what what was there if you didn't drink and uh, I think it was probably the build up maybe having a a younger family again The other two were growing up and I had the f- six-year-old and ten-year-old maybe in the back of my head I was thinking, older in a minute yeah I've got to look after myself maybe a bit but it was always never going to do anything about it apart from cut down and I think with the ankle injury everything the build up the weight because of my ankle injury i just thought no nah, enough's enough there's no moderating here you cannot moderate you need to have a break and that's all it was a tactical break so that's the important yeah
0: so it wasn't a forever thing at that Never, stage. no
1: it was a 90 day challenge yeah and was
0: that one you know being 90 days it was yeah one you know so you took the 90 day challenge you've already within five days You've had this big social event. You've had loads of social pressure. You've yeah. overcome that. You've experienced people drunk, which is probably for them, Because I think there's a lot of that as well. Like one of the big reasons for me drinking in the end was that I realised I couldn't be around drunk people. I hated it. Yeah. So therefore, my only way out of that was to get on their level. Yeah. To have a drink to get, and then then that was my reflection of. What am I doing? I'm actually doing this thing that's not serving me, that's causing me all this anxiety and all this pain. Mm. Just because I can't bear to be around people that are drinking is complete. mad. like when you see it, you can't unsee it. We talk about this a lot, but it's hard to get into that place. So, you know, firstly for you, it takes a ton of courage to have done that. And then let's just start to explore the story as it unfolds. So you've got that day five under your belt.
1: What happens then? it's a bit of a blur but i remember drinking a lot of af beer at home because that's what i did Um, i still went to the squash club had a few af beers but i did they got me through the af options got me through that was the way i took it i have coaches asked me now the same is it a good thing i said whatever works just protect your sobriety but I got through on AF options, which it wasn't many then.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it was probably still quite limited. Max Harlequin zero. That's yeah. all I can
1: remember. Nothing like now, five years later. Um, the next big—I uh, can't remember what my 28-day uh, challenge was, but my 90-day challenge was to put a video on live, um, listening to your videos from there. And I was going on an all-inclusive all- holiday to Cyprus on about 83 days and I said, do you know what, I'm not going to stop at 90. What do you mean you're not going to stop? I'm going, I'm going to carry on for a year. Yeah. You can't, well I'm going to, oh you can have a few, we're going all inclusive. No. And Anyway, went on the all inclusive holiday, absolutely smashed it, had the best holiday ever, did things with the kids that never would have done, you know, the power sending, getting them all up there. I was down the beach at 6, 7 in the morning, Thinking you're going to be the only one there. There's other AF parents down there running, doing yeah. stuff. You know, you just tell yourself this story: "I'm going to be the odd one out." Not one bit. You know, there is other people doing this stuff. I put my video on about six times before I actually <laughs> uploaded it. It was like full yeah, of anxiety still. Do do Anyway, I uploaded it. But um, yeah, that was that was the big thing that holiday for me. Still getting you know every every trigger the first time it's hard the first time at the airport yeah going into the airport 80 days Weber spoons you know what do we do yeah when we sit at spoons or the champagne bar or whatever um bit of difference there but yeah uh, what do we do but we, that was a hard time
0: i love uh, alcohol free holidays especially the first time you experience it like i said there's this whole new world in the mornings that yeah. just didn't exist but i also love the fact that especially if you're in some of those busy resorts where you've got to get your towels on the sun lounges <laughs> I always joke about this when i'm on my holidays you get the pick of all the sun i remember I, yeah. I took a particular holiday in dubai with the family and it was like prime location some of these sunbeds and every morning we'd have them and i remember actually one of the lads came up to me one day and went how are you, how are you doing that who have you paid who can i pay to get those sunbeds i went i'm just up every day yeah so there's no one down here so i just walk up and take the best beds and wait for the girls to come up and join me
1: done it yeah but also something i did forget going back so May made a full team. my sober anniversary. Somewhere around June time, I come up to London to the London Power Up, the first alcohol-free. Oh, that's event. right, we did it. Yeah, that was so. Good. I can remember that not far from here, and
0: and oh, no, I remember you there, and I remember you again then in Manchester as well. That's when we first properly met.
1: Difference. I got to this one in London, Rasmitaj throwing this furry microphone about, and I thought. If that lands on me, <laughs> I'm actually going. I, I was going to leave. I thought I could not I steal the anxiety after three or four weeks. Yeah. I could not do this. Got through it. And then I turned up September in Manchester. And you caught me walking around Salford That's Keys right, in the yeah. morning. Two stone light That's by That's what then. I
0: mean. Yeah, already you were having this huge transformation yeah. in your life. And it's so visible. i just come back to something you said. The reason we're here recording this podcast is because you touched on it there on May the... Fourteen. Yeah, you're five years.
1: Five years. Getting there.
0: I know. Go on, boy. Five years. It's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? And we're going to keep telling the story up until that point because we're in the early stages yet. But that's pretty incredible, isn't it, for that ninety day challenge to be now, yeah, close to five years. Yeah, it's magnificent,
1: yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you just you could, you couldn't make it up if someone told you. Then you think you had more chance of dying, yeah. or getting knocked down by a the guy. truth
0: is on that
1: path. You might well have done it. Yeah. Oh without a doubt didn't know where we was going did we you know didn't you know i say to a lot of people don't you know wait to hit a rock bottom i mean most of us and you know who join the certain groups we're in and the people we coach are middle lane drinkers if you can call drinking excessively like i did eight ten pints people wouldn't say middle lane but it is that's what most people do
0: i know yeah and i think that's the the, the the bar, let's say, for what is acceptable when it comes to alcohol is so ridiculously off. Uh-huh. It's, it's just so high. Like, so people are, people are running around right now, and I did this, you would have done this. Three drinks or four drinks is, pff, that's nothing. That's a warm up. That, wow. that would be a really moderate in your yeah. mind night when actually three drinks in a row is binge drinking. Yes, yeah. so it's not even close to something that looks like yeah. moderation. That is at, technically terms of binge drink. I would say most people are binge drinking three or four times a week, thinking that they're actually moderating. Yeah. That's how far off the mark we are.
1: Yeah, going back to what I said to you before, Monday to Wednesday, three pints with the lads after work and a couple of large gin and tonics when I got home, that was not drinking. That was me not drinking. That was, <laughs> that's probably like, that's like 12, 12 units plus, Yeah. not I mean, drinking. And we
0: laugh because it's so, it's so ridiculous when yeah. you see it, but when you're in it, you can't see it, can you? you didn't none of us thought that was abnormal behavior or anything that just wasn't like everyone else that we know. I mean, maybe there's an argument that you do gravitate to similar type of people. So I think there's a bit of that in our lives that, you know, surrounded by those yeah. type of people that they almost feed each other, don't they? Yeah, A bit like the Jim Rohn quote, you become the average of the five people you spend yeah. the most time with. Yeah. So I think there's an element of that in there, but still, most people I know, the bar is set so well i mean there is no bar now because as we know with alcohol there's no safe limit so the bar should be zero in yeah. theory for everyone so anything above that is you know over the bar but i think modern culture at the moment the society has just somewhere along the lines over the last 50 years completely lost touch with this thing that is alcohol in any shape or form that is remotely acceptable is completely
1: bananas it is yeah it is it's, I mean, we, we know now the who have said there is no safe limit canada have reduced their limit from sort of what the uk is to like two units a week two units a week for men it's not we've always said ourselves it's not worth messing about trying to moderate with your brain because it just messes you up more but um there is no safe limit and i think we're all learning this lie we've been told for a long time yeah and i think that's you know what i love about what you've been doing we're going to get to that as we
0: progress is that actually showing up and showing it and living it is so bloody important because it sends this message and it gets people thinking a little bit differently who historically have just been unaware because I think you'd agree with that. Like we were just unaware of this stuff. We didn't know that actually the thing that might have been holding us back or causing us to put on all the weight or causing all the problems in our relationship was alcohol. That was the last thing probably that we ever considered until it was literally at that point of, right, I'm waking up and looking the bedroom window at your son at age six going and being sick going what we're doing
1: yeah absolutely absolutely you know people you know you get your trolls on social media people saying oh, what are you doing preaching never ever preach all, all i ever do is let people know the truth so they can make a decision around it and help the people who can't get off the hamster wheel some people are happy doing what they do absolutely fine and um we're there for the people who can't get off the hamster wheel and just to put some facts out there so people can make them choices which they don't understand yeah especially when they start coaching they don't realize even then
0: yeah this is so powerful and then go back to your story so you get this bit of a role going you go to the power up go to manchester you mentioned you started to lose some weight what are the the big wins that you started to notice as you progressed
1: um oh massively being outside more time um reading a lot time with your kids i mean i'd be for example i'd be coming home on a sunday probably being in a taxi with the kids saying they'd had a good time in the back garden of a pub playing football we'd be getting a taxi home i might see someone running in biliriki at six o'clock on a sunday and i think i would think to myself this is the truth bloody poor so he ain't got no mates, fancy being out running on a Sunday that he's not at the pub <laughs> that is the story I told myself. I swear to God I'd think, oh look, do you know what? Oh, poor lad, and then, looking all fit and healthy. Yeah, and, and you go to now, six months later, instead of being in a pub for three, four hours on a Sunday, thinking the kids are having a good time, you're then out on your mountain bike with the kids. You're out down the Chelmer yeah. on kayaks with the kids time with the kids certainly, weight loss, more clarity in my business decisions and my business was starting to grow better, I was spending less time working in it and more time working on it, just all these things, um, obviously we all say about the skin, the brighter eyes, I mean I, I was told um, I had psoriasis, little spots on my legs, nothing major, your uh, mum's got it, your granddad had it, It's in the it's in the family, put this cream on that went within three months that had gone all these other things that you know blood pressure always on the limit right we want to take it every every month for three months always on the limit cholesterol little bit high on the limit all these things just went i mean standing heart rate 75 when i'd 75 as my standing heart rate now my resting heartbeat is 46. that's unbelievable and i had a similar
0: experience what is amazing about all of that well my guess is no one ever mentioned to stop drinking or take no, a break from alcohol, never, <laughs> never. It's absolutely. It was loose and white.
1: Yep, loose white. Lay off the dairy, do It's never alcohol. Yeah, it just doesn't get.
0: It's even still. It's not getting mentioned, even though the you know the the, the alcohol free movement is gaining so much traction and there's a lot more awareness than there was. There still isn't in general. Most people are just glossing over that bit. That's the given. Like everyone drinks, but oh, try this new diet or take this medication. When actually, a really simple thing to do is. Stop bloody drinking yeah. first. Yeah. Like if you, I mean, I, I was talking about this on a podcast yesterday. If you've got problems in relationships, why not both collectively take a break from alcohol? It's probably the best thing you can do. If you've got problems with your exercise and consistency, take a break from alcohol. If you've got problems sleeping, take a break from alcohol. If you want to maximize your productivity at work, take a break from alcohol. If you're feeling anxious, to take. I mean, it's ridiculous. I could literally go on everything account. One of the really major sort of health physical mental concerns that most people have every single one of them will immediately be uh, impacted in a positive way by not drinking yet no one talks about it no
1: no no i I cannot agree more i mean all the benefits most of the benefits that i've had from not drinking i didn't stop drinking to get them they've just come along Mm. you know mine was to probably be a better parent, um, lose a bit of weight, really perhaps prolong my life a bit. But now I've realised, and people say to me, oh yeah, you're going to live a few years longer, what's the point, might as well enjoy yourself. It's not about living a few years longer, it's not about adding years to your life, it's about adding life to your years. Now, we talk about other things as we go on, what I've done, but, you know, the way I was going, I was going to be in a mobility scooter at 65 with swollen legs, Going around Basildon Town Centre, or up Bitternicky High Street, and it's about adding. Then it's it's about adding life to your years and doing these great things that you can do. And that was, you know, now I look in hindsight, that's the things you do. I mean, I've got we haven't even got onto a year yet. What we did, what I did for the challenge then, but um, it, I really have, really, really have added. Um, life to me years so far that's yeah. a big thing
0: and that is a factual thing that is so obvious that we can see and that is a great gift to you and your family isn't it mm. that not only are you around there you're around as a, as a different person like say that slow decline which most people go into where actually their body physically and mentally starts to decline at a rapid rate because you can't beat the system if you're not exercising, you're not eating well and you're drinking too much therefore those years of being infirmed and less energy and maybe there's too much weight and then you're not as mobile and then yeah. all of a sudden depending on how long you actually hang around for that last 10 or 20 years could be a fra- they could be at like 20 30 percent of your best self versus 20 or 30 years as you're at like 100 percent, whatever that yeah. looks like for you and natural there's going to be natural aging and in there in some uh, shape or form but the difference between those adding life to your years as you described like that is like that's just worth its weight in gold isn't it yeah
1: yeah the things I've done I didn't even know I liked doing because you don't find your authentic self if you've drunk from 18 or 16 and you're in this fog you know we all have the odd breaks here and there but you know I didn't really I'd done shift work for a while in my 20s so there's days when I didn't drink but you know if you're in that fog all your life it's that you know it is part of life it's so ingrained in society I didn't even know some of the things I enjoy doing cycling, didn't even know I enjoyed doing it certainly trekking and being outside and I think it comes of being uh, alcohol free, you do find that most people in our community enjoy getting outside and being in nature because that's for humans, that's what we're meant to do Yeah, and we don't realise that until we start doing it
0: Yeah, I think that's so true and all of these things when you've got a bit more time, a bit more energy, a bit more clarity you start to do and instead of Again, he was whittling away time on a Sunday, just stuck in the pub, right? We've all yep. done that, and I'd sit in, in the pub on a Saturday, get in there at 12, and then stumble out there at yep. eight or nine, and then the weekend's gone, and then the weekdays are gone, because you're recovering from the weekend, and we're yep. just caught in this endless mm. loop. You remove that, you get time and energy, and you start to actually maybe reconnect with the things that you enjoyed. And I remember you put it on your phone,
1: didn't you? Yeah, it's still on so there now. Talk to me about that. I can't remember what day it was. From yourself, day three, write some things down that you're going to enjoy doing. And I, I put why I've done it, and it's still on my phone now, screensaver for me and the family and the kids, to grow up to um, grow in my mindset and 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 get leaner. And then I put to cycle the miles all over the world, and to walk the high level walks. Now I don't know why I put it because I didn't have a bike. So this is on sort of day three-ish yeah. of that, and you're only taking a 90 day
0: break at this yeah. stage, you're on
1: day three and you, you write this. Yeah, I have wrote that, I will put, to cycle the miles all over the world and to walk the high level walks. Probably put walk the high level walks because I like skiing, otherwise like the mountains, maybe. Cycling, I have no idea. Um, I had a mountain bike as a kid, that was probably it, and cycled for 30 years. Um, at in september after four five six months i bought myself an entry-level racer for a thousand pound more than what i've saved on beer a third of it treated myself and i didn't do that because it was on my phone i even forgot it was on my phone and i started cycling um because of one of the challenges i'd set and then obviously the walking come a bit later with snowden at the end of the first year and um, Oh, you yeah, haven't got to get on a chairlift to get up a mountain you can walk up it and yeah that's where that's come from but both of them things I don't know why I wrote them and they've and I've not gone out to do them because they was on my phone i yeah. just i almost forgot about them Yeah, and they've happened
0: and I think that's it was probably always there and you just couldn't yeah. quite connect with it and I, and I think this is worth exploring I think when we've got alcohol in our life we are so disconnected I think oh. from our body and our mind and those deep held desires and beliefs and wants and maybe even in those early days just by removing it for a few days there was an opportunity to connect with something mm. that was obviously deeper meaningful to you and you didn't even know it consciously no. sort of at the time it's only in the last few years that it's really started to yeah. to play out and, and let's let's talk through that so you're towards the end of that first year what did you do on the end of that first year and then let's talk about how those adventures have, okay. have actually come into fruition.
1: So. Towards the end of 2018, which is sort of eight months, um, I was I never knew what self-development was. Didn't have a clue. This is now happening. I've joined a course for yourself, a mastermind group for a few months. I think it was. Um, starting to find out about things, words I didn't even know, you know. Be your authentic self. You know, find your meaning and purpose in life. What? What the hell is this stuff? These buzzwords <laughs> that are being used. So with that group. Um, anyway, I set myself, I had to set a 365 challenge first of all. So, at the end of that year, my 365 challenge was to do a triathlon. So, i had this ankle operation. By September, I couldn't still run because of the ankle, but I bought a bike, started to cycle, then I started to run 200 yards and it hurt. And then I had to start to swim and I swam like a lead balloon. So, anyway, that was my 365 challenge. Um, we'll talk about that in a sec. After the mastermind uh, course by Christmas, we decided as a group we'll stay together and we're still together now we're five still years later. Yeah, yeah. So the, the actual end of my first year was three weeks before triathlon. My two boys come to watch me at Seven Oaks um, triathlon. They see the proper triathletes with the guns and the and the 10 grand bikes and uh, there's Dad doing it and uh, run out of the swimming pool, one of the first ones in the morning because one of the worst ones there, S- jumped on my bike, 4 degrees outside, soaking wet, cycle 25 miles, come back, jumps off my bike, run 5 miles and, um, the, uh, and then the following week we went and climbed Snowdon with a mastermind group and then the following week was 365, you presented me with some awards in the woods, which we talk about. <laughs> but going back to the triathlon, then you realise something else, which was touched upon about being a lighthouse and how people look at you, you know, we talked about that in self-development. By my children watching me do a triathlon, two weeks later they said, I want to do one of them. But uh, now they're still 10 and 6, so at 11 and 7 the following year, We went back to henley upon thames another triathlon i did not the dad's one i did the triathlon and they did a children's triathlon at 11 and 7. wow and then you think hold on a minute perhaps i'm a bit of you know i actually have inspired them to do something i never said do you want to do one i never said i think you should do one they said to me can we do one of them and we googled a children's one and we did that so then you realize hold on a minute people are watching you yeah and that's when you realize you are you know there's other stories we can tell about people watching you don't know about and uh that's what happens
0: yeah and i'll just tell that one of my favorite stories was the the lady that i met in the gym what was her name again i can't remember
1: Kat, Catherine.
0: Catherine, yeah so i was in a, a the gym a, f- a friend of ours zone one where i was trained at the time and anyway when i walk in there i sort of know everyone so if i walk in anyone's not drinking they instantly shuffle me over and point me and go, oh, right, cat doesn't drink, or so-and-so doesn't yeah. drink. And in this instance, said, cat doesn't drink. I was like, oh, it's really cool. She went, yeah, I'm like a year and a bit. I was well, that's unbelievable. I said, how did you, you know, what brought that about? She went, well, this friend of mine showed up, and I hadn't seen him for ages, and he just looked incredible, he lost a load of weight, and I knew he was someone that, you know, liked to drink, and I was just so inspired by what he'd done. And she mentioned this name Andy a couple of times i also like to think i know everyone in the alcohol free space like what's the chances of this i went it's not Andy Garwood is it she went yeah it's Andy Garwood it was Andy Garwood and it was this real beautiful moment for me to realize that actually you'd inspired this lady who you were completely unaware of no she had changed her life on the back of you of you showing up and then what that made me realize for anyone that's listening that is courageous enough to take a break from alcohol and show up and be that that lighthouse. There's people that you're inspiring that you will never, ever know, and only Andy knows this story because by fluke I bumped into Cat that time. There's those people out there that actually, because you've had the courage to do something different and show up differently, you've got the obvious ones like your kids and your immediate network and your family, but it's even broader than that, isn't it? And
1: what a great example that was. Yeah, it was when you texted me and said, do you know Catherine, I was like, I know Katherine. Cat. Oh yeah, I know Kat. And it was like, gosh, I never would have put it past you know never would have known never would have known to now yeah and
0: that's i mean it's it's so beautiful and then on that well no it was, it was slightly different we then got together for your year
1: yep. celebration and i whipped out my maracas in the woods you did the poor ladies uh <laughs> we was uh walking at sunrise and we found a clearing and uh, there's two old ladies walking their dog and andy said right um he said, uh, what we do here, he said, I'll get the camera out and I'll whip out my maracas. <laughs> <laughs> and these two ladies run off, but uh, yeah. I so, don't blame
0: them. Yeah. And I have passed on that baton of a, of a year Yeah, to you in celebration of, I mean, that first year, how did that feel getting to that point? Because I know a lot of people that do reach that point, there's that sense of jubilation and also a sense of, oh, what do I do now?
1: Yeah, exactly what I had. I had such a build-up to it, as I said before, in the... The three weeks prior, we doing a try, climbing Snowdon, then presented by you, actually went home. Um, you know, if people look back on that video, I probably got a bit emotional in the woods, but um, went home and I thought, what now? I really didn't know what now. And um, it was just a bit of a time. I was getting used to sitting with my thoughts, which I never would have known about, and just letting things come and go. There was never, never any thought of trying to moderate. Why would I, you know? I was, you know, I look back now, I was just warming up and, um, yeah, it just carried on from there really started to do what's the next thing we're going to do. We'd all climbed Snowdon. So about six of us from our mastermind group said, why don't we do a Spartan race, which is an OCR an obstacle course race. So there's one in Perth. So we had a few from Ireland come over, a few from down South and we flew up to Edinburgh, um, and there was three races that weekend, there was a sprint, which is a smaller one, there wasn't a super, but there was a beast, and I said, well we've got to do the beast, well I can't do the beast, you can't go straight in and do a beast, I said, Well, was no point in going to Scotland, so all that way and just doing the sprints, and we went up and we'd done the um, beast in Scotland over the hills, um, which was six hours i think oh, it was unbelievable start. with you know 35 massive obstacles through streams over you know massive a frames carrying you know 60 pound weights and um we did that we got started doing a few ocr races i started to cycle a bit more as i said i've done another triathlon the following year with the children um on the same weekend so it's just sort of carry on from there, really.
0: And then we talking about the mastermind group. Who's in the mastermind group? So this is a group that, for those listening, that I trained basically self development yeah. course effectively. That we got together in Ireland. Two thousand
1: eighteen. Yeah, it was, it was November two thousand eighteen, and that we. Was... It's a lot of us still together. Yeah,
0: and who is that? Who's the sort of group that we're originally on? Are
1: to still together? Well, we got I've got Harsh and who? Um... Oh, I bumped into Evelyn. Oh, Evelyn in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. So Evelyn in Ireland. Um, Carol Ray, Neddy, um, down in Surrey, Mickey over in Ireland. Um, so we all did Spartan races. Um, yeah, and we sort of still, we don't meet every Wednesday like we used to, but we still, we've got a WhatsApp group and there's not it's a incredible. week to we go
0: by. Yeah. It's incredible. So when I was in Dublin doing a walk for dry, so yeah. we had a dry meetup in Dublin, I'm walking along and this lady's pedaling along on her bike, and I think I had the bright pink dry hoodie on. Yeah and Evelyn's cycling on, didn't know it was Evelyn, and Evelyn didn't know it was me. Yeah. Pure fluke, she's cycling through Phoenix Park, sees the hoodie, the hoodie and she, she said, oh, that looks like quite a nice hoodie, and then she looks and goes, bloody hell, it's handy. So, yeah, bumped into Evelyn a by fluke. Yeah, it was so lovely to see her. And that group, you know, again, is one of those sort of shining lights of a group, you know, which I love doing, That still together now, you know, one of the groups that I've trained, and I see that with a lot of the other groups as well, but in particular, yours, one, because it's one of the first groups that I ever yeah. coached, uh, in self-development and two because you have gone on to do all these challenges together so let's talk about some of those as well some of the bigger challenges yeah. that it's built up to.
1: But just going back to Evelyn there we got a message from Evelyn three or four weeks ago and it was on a vision board back in the mastermind group of 2018, five year plan she finally because it got put back everything went back because of Covid didn't it? she actually finally moved into her first house on her own from her parents she's over the moon another one who's smashed her goals through you yeah. know it's took it's took four years um, and she's done it so just an update on that and sorry i didn't mention claire Bowes as well i um, in the mastermind group she's just come to every space camp with us as well so she's stayed the the distance as well so yeah getting back to the bigger challenges yeah you just we just
0: dropped it in there yeah just dropped it in so dropped it in to tell us about like and again not just that adventure but what that adventure that means to you and signifies i think in many ways it's symbolic of the bigger adventure you've gone in terms of your alcohol free yeah. adventure like how different your life is versus where it could have been yeah
1: so just carrying on very very quickly the last spartan race we all went to in mallorca kay um she lets luxury builders in mallorca who's in our mastermind group she got us a bit of there. we all went and done with the mallorcan spartans we come home on the Monday. We was locked down on the Thursday um, from COVID, so no one knew what was happening in the world. We really did, really did use our group massively then when we was locked down. All of us from Ireland, Mallorca. That was a massive help being part of that group and not drinking because obviously it set a lot of other people off. But anyway, what we're going to do next? Travel was a bit off, but um, we come out of COVID. Still doing your normal little. little races half marathons and stuff and um decided to carol ray reminds me that i put it in my vision board in the mastermind group in 2018 i put a little note out on the alcohol free space anyone fancy climbing kilimanjaro um and we did uh two ladies from america kathleen debra from washington dc yeah Uh, Courtney from washington state now both them ladies come to the manchester power up from america they did it where we had sandra Zappa from um, luxembourg justine from scotland all over all over the world colin from a doctor from canada we got together most of us had never met in person until we got to tanzania um, massive adventure absolutely life-changing for everyone. We can tell the stories of Justine and everyone. It was really life-changing. Not just for the summit in Kilimanjaro, but for me being in a really third-world country and um, seeing how things work, so life-changing.
0: And what was life-changing about it?
1: Um, Certainly the camaraderie of something like that and being out your comfort zone for 10 days the training for it all really by zoom and how we all doing we would never met and just how well everyone fits together being alcohol free it makes you realize that i think all over the human race is generally a nice everyone does get on has got empathy empathy for each other helps each other in times of need encouragement and it's only the mask of alcohol that makes things bad and things like that so And also going to Africa afterwards and spending some time in some remote villages after we climbed Killy, because we went on safari and tour. Just African children who the Swahili villages in mud huts, walking seven miles to school, an eight year old taking a five year old and they are as happy as anything. They will wave, they'll laugh and you know they've got nothing and they're just happy, they're not messed up with technology and anxiety and doing things you know they are just happy and i'd only been to sort of north african countries like tunisia and places but to go there and start to now hold on i'm seeing the world you know i want to see more of this yeah um so it was life-changing for that um it was a really good group we had us eight who was alcohol free and we had six other people who five of them didn't drink at all um either from mostly from the states um and yeah that was the start of hold on a minute this is now this is time to see the world and this
0: is back to that initial message that you wrote on your phone yeah to walk the high highway yes it was which you yeah. didn't know at the time that you had done the cycling thing for the triathlons and whatnot yeah. And now that, that thing, you know, on like day three of your alcohol free adventure, you put on your phone, didn't really know where you you've actually written it on there, and then yeah. all of a sudden you've just summited, where's Kilomount Gyro and I think It's
1: one of the highest. Yeah, um, well, it's just the highest freestanding mountain in the world because it's, a, because it's a volcano. I mean, you start off in the bottom, in the rainforest, you're camping with monkeys around you, it's 75 degrees, and at the top on summit night, minus 15. Wow. And you've got six hours walking, uh, a third of the pace you'd walk here to the top you can you stop every hour for a minute literally because it was too cold and that was mind over matter that was yeah, yeah. but the euphoria and the achievement and all these things we you know these hard things we do i say to people your jaw on that for the rest of your life you know when you did that that was bloody hard yeah but things now things come along you think well, well this isn't as hard as that but well, i think though no, that's again sort of
0: symbolic of our alcohol free adventure in many ways because that's bloody hard for a lot of people yeah and i think when they start to overcome that and realize that they are capable of doing difficult things and being consistent and all i think that then sets the scene for what follows because it builds that confidence and courage well if i did that maybe i can climb yeah. up snowden well if i can climb up snowden and i can go alcohol free maybe there's yeah. nothing to stop me doing a triathlon and if i can do a triathlon Snowdon. and Alcohol yeah. free and then maybe I can do Kili, yeah. and then maybe I can bloody go to Everest. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. So tell us about that. So, within two weeks of coming back from Kili, you're never going to do that again because it was so <laughs> hard. <laughs> what should we do next? Uh, once again, put a little note out, um, every space Camp, got some people involved, booked it and, you know, it, it, you know the rest is history again that this was now this was another sort of culture this was a longer trek it was meant to be on the same level as killing a lot harder real real lot harder um you know kevin my temp mate kevin taylor from manchester who's my tent mate and Killy. he's come along as well he's my roommate this was a lot harder but to be in the culture of nepal um a simple way of life um a Buddhist and Hindu way of life now because you know I'm into meditation now and other stuff which I never would have known about five years ago and mindfulness this was just this has just blown me away you know I I go back there tomorrow this was unbelievable once well, again that was Nepal Nepal you loved it like there was a was a, as a place location, yeah, yeah um, and once yeah as a standalone location and being it was it was more cultural as well because you're in these Rather than camping, you're in these tea houses, they literally are a sheet of ply. Yeah. So it's like being in a shed, and it's once again minus 18 outside, some, you know, the, the toilets are frozen up, your windows are frozen up, you know, there is no insulation, um, you just, you've just you just got a mattress. That's the difference in, you know, in camping. Pulled on everything, We every bit of strength you got to get to every space camp. it was a real toughie again. And, you know, that for me, that was, tearful for a lot of people there's something about you at the foot of the highest mountain in the world yeah you, we went down was lucky enough to go with a firmie and Taylor Trekking he's an Irish guy lives in Colorado he'd climbed Everest at a younger age he took us down to the Cumber Icefall I've watched every video on Everest you know to be there and be part of it and actually you know this this glaciers took fifty thousand years to come down to where it is it was to stand there and just in awe of what we what we'd have achieved was um, you know what have we done here? This is for me it was just amazing and uh, really really had a lot of time to reflect and coming up it's a, you know it's not like two years three years five years is a big milestone now yeah. I've really really reflected in the last few the last month has been so much to reflect on and until you're pulling this out I mean there's probably fifty other things but these are the main things yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And what, is there anything else in that sort of five-year journey that you think are really, have been insightful for you?
1: Um, certainly anyone, you know, working for me, having my own, uh, construction company, I was always there. I was there five days a week, never late, but I was just firefighting. I was working in my business five days a week. I have now brought my business partner out. I work on my business two days a week and gives me the opportunity for my self-development and coaching as well, um, which is another side we can talk about. But uh, yeah, it's just a difference. Looking back, how I can say five years ago, I, I'd built a construction company up to two and a half million pound turnover. I was there every day the kids was never late for football weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we had a Mediterranean holiday, we had an Alps holiday, I've got it right and I, now I look back and say, fuck me, I had it so wrong, Yeah. I had it so wrong and until you realise that, you just, until you come out of that fog and look from the outside, I had it so wrong, you know, I was on a crash course, um, so I don't know what and you, you, you know, it's just opened my eyes to everything and obviously the big thing for me, another big thing which was year three to four. I embarked on a coaching course with yourself. Um, and I've learned so much about myself because of that, let alone coaching people. Um, but that's been life changing for me. That's that was that's like another self development course on its own. Yeah, know? I keep
0: talking about this about the coaching actually for me, I think it's it's the greatest self development course you'll ever take is learning to coach because that's really what happened for me 12 years ago before stopping alcohol and all those things i actually trained as a coach with john Grinder and just i didn't know what, why i wanted to do it i just wanted to, to i don't know i just wanted to understand my brain because i was really struggling at the time and then learning those skills to help other people and of course everything gets filtered through you yeah first because you got to understand how the techniques work and then practice them for yourself and then you use them on someone else and you see them getting results and then you reflect upon some of the trainings and the teachings and the learnings and all of a sudden you're getting results and i i think like yourself was my best client for the first two years i was more just coaching myself to figure it all out and then you build that momentum and i've seen that you know with your adventure now into coaching which i'm loving to see and i do want to talk about that now because firstly i love the lives that you've been doing which are brilliant because the lives are really close to my heart that's sort of what started it all for me and i know you're someone that does it really well and if you're listening to this and you haven't watched andy's life do go and check them out um we'll give you all the details but we'll, we'll do the sort of insta tags and all that a bit later on but yeah talk me about those as well we So start starting to share those on the daily basis, and then tell me about how you actually coaching's manifesting well, there
1: first of all i'd say when i finished that course and the camaraderie then of the people on it you know as people cried when we finished that course if i never coached someone in my life it was probably the best course i've ever done first of all Brilliant. and because i've got Another business. I I never went into it um, for economic reasons, um, but for me, you now I've found my meaning and purpose in life. That is what I love doing, um, and it's only now I've not I've not tried to grow it. It's grown just through word of mouth and a few people here and there. I'm now sort of to the stage where I can only say, at the moment, one more person a week. It's grown like that. It's grown since I come home from you know. Um, the because i said i couldn't start anyone this year so i won't be sort of max now if this is all i'm going to you know if i'm going to still run my building yep. company but it's i mean i can, can't imagine how you feel you know with the thanks you must get i mean i'll, I'll be forever grateful for what i've done but you get um mr x's wife say do you know what you, you've helped us so much mm. you know our life is so different and. All these little people I started with last year, one of my first ones and, you know, I, I'm getting messages, do you know what I've done? We we couldn't do it in the 90 days she was with me, but she's a lot further on that. I've drove, I've drove three times on holiday, I've drove four times last with the anxiety, the, and you're seeing, we've not just had the effect on that coachee, but her children and how that's going to affect their, you know, it's just, yeah. it's. Oh, it's, it's just the best gift you could ever get I mean I can imagine how you feel because it's just like an umbrella going out and these people which I am to you like I say I'm forever grateful and these people saying it to me it's just something that I never thought I'd hear um, without like you say being a lighthouse and not even seeing the ones yeah, that you've yeah. helped it's just the greatest gift um, you know you could ever I mean Chip Conley I, I follow him a bit with a sort of a Elder wisdom, you know, us fifty-year-olds, and um, you know, I think he says the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away, and that is it. And I think I've found that. I love doing it. You know, like I said, going back to day eighty, it took me about six takes to put a video on. Now, just press that button, go live. You're authentic. That is that is what I am. If if you don't like it, you don't trust me. You pick that person. But if you do. You know i'll hold your hand all the way through it and i want you to succeed and um just pressing that button being being authentic and it's made me know i'll tell you this story so i started a guy three weeks ago he's a photographer in ascot <laughs> he said to me it's quite it's a compliment really but it shows you how rubbish some of my lives must be but he said Do you know why i come with you not just because you've got the kids like me and you've done all this he said but you're just authentic he said you haven't got polished videos and posh things <laughs> you, i just see you know i'm a photographer and a videographer he said you are just that's who you are and i thought you know what is he is he saying oh, my videos are rubbish or not but he's a client now and we're doing really well but when he when he said that to me that's it just press that go button you know i've, I've been on south end seafront right i'm live from south snooze me in off in the middle of a and that's what you. Got, I love exactly.
0: it. Drop phones, falling over, yeah. all of it, and actually, that's what you say. there is really powerful because, again, lots of people that train as coaches or their fear of starting to train a coach is, well, who's going to want to train with me? I'm not yeah. perfect. No, what have I got to say? And that's just such a brilliant demonstration. I'm, what I'm always saying to people is people want to train with real people. Yeah, They almost don't want to train with polished perfection because it just doesn't no. feel real. If there's someone that they identify with because their camera's not right or they've just sneezed or their hair looks silly, it doesn't matter. And in many no. ways, no. that's part of the power of it that you're normal when you make mistakes. You hear me do it all the time. I'll start a list of five things and I'll get to number two and I've forgotten what. Yeah. Three, four, and five, and I laugh it off and smile it off, and people connect with that because they know you're a real
1: human. Yeah, because you will make mistakes. We all have massive imposter syndrome. I don't care now. I go on there live. You get your feedback. You get the odd troll. Not many. Everyone. I mean, I even went. You know, I've I've been on Instagram, Facebook, but after Christmas, I started on TikTok. It's all for twenty-year-olds, isn't it? I tell <laughs> <one. laughs> what i've got a video on there 3.2 million viewers 3.2 it i i saw one that
0: literally made the news the other day and she'd had 1.2 million and yeah. it, it was on the news
1: yeah 3.2 million i might have sworn too much in its day probably didn't be on <laughs> the news but That'd you know you but what i'll say about that is the thousands of messages on there and there'd be one message and then someone would comment on that and the debate it brought up and the people who was coming in, I could scroll down and read them all day long, I think there's over um, 20,000 replies on there, of people coming on who are struggling and on the hamster wheel, and people coming on who are 20 years alcohol free, 10 years alcohol free, 5 years drug and alcohol free, saying come on mate you can do it, and the the camaraderie in this community, we've always said the alcohol free community is the best on the internet, but I'll tell you what, there's people coming in here you get the odd bloke saying oh yeah you me want to go for a pint but 99 percent of it is helping and i did it 20 years ago this is how i did it not me replying this is just people on tiktok and i thought it was for youngsters hundreds and thousands of people are putting on there how you can do it and i get that all the time on the post it's building up its own little community and it's just amazing it's just blown me away yeah and i think that's
0: even a, a nice bit to conclude on in many ways is the community of like the alcohol-free space yes. How we've become friends and then yeah. we've got friends from the mastermind then we've got our friends that have broadened out and then all the people that you don't know Yeah, that are using this thing that is social media that gets this bad rap but actually I think one of the areas and I'm sure there's many others but the alcohol-free space in particular I think is incredible that we've got this technology that allows you to go live people to identify with you or me to go live or do a post or whatever it is and people identify with me and then you've got every other shape and size and backdrop and culture people showing up now inspiring and sharing their messages and then that attracts people in like a lighthouse then who are willing to contribute and share and comment and support and I think like you touched on there you start to see the best of humanity you don't, as yeah. opposed to the worst and I think we get smothered with negative press because that's what sells we get smothered with negative news because that's what sells and we forget actually underneath it all oh, most humans are bloody decent people yeah they do want to show up they do want to support they do yeah. want to contribute and i think the alcohol free space in particular isn't is a beautiful i think that's one of the big revelations for me is, is that real faith in human nature again
1: that's what i was trying to say <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not as eloquent as you added that is Humanity, you know, in the alcohol-free space, you actually see it in the raw areas and people are, they want to help and it's blown me away, some of the comments and people even bothering to comment and you mm. think they're 30 years alcohol-free, why are they even still helping people? And they are, it's just, they, they see where they was and, you know, I see where, I, I coach people who, I can see exactly that's where I was, mm. you know, it's like up there's a, a what's what am i thinking you know go up to a dog in the woods and it suddenly starts to bark at you but then you realize he's got his foot stuck in a trap because it's you know it's the dog isn't like that yeah exactly. you know you get it out of the trap and it'll come up and lick you all over it's circumstance and that's what a lot of people are like they're in this trap and they can't get out of it and it's um you know everyone can see because we was all there once um I think that's important as
0: well, because then you have that understanding and empathy as well. And even in your coaching, I think that's what drives you to want to give back, isn't it? There's just a sense of, yeah. I was there and now I'm here and I, and I feel so much better for it and I can now see all the people stuck in that trap. Yeah. And you sort of want to free them. Yeah. But, but it's hard to do. You can't just tell them, you have to show them, like be yeah. that lighthouse and you inspire people. Then also be there for them through your coaching now, when they do want to put their hand up and say, Actually, Exactly Can you help right. me out this bloody trap that I'm stuck in?
1: Exactly right. You know, we're not there to preach to anyone. There's people who are gonna be happy with their pipe and their Sunday paper with an hangover for the rest of their life and that's the way they roll. Fair play. There's people who can't and are alone in bed with anxiety on a Sunday. They want help and they can't see a way out. They just need their hand holding, sometimes a bit of accountability. They don't know what their wires are, which I didn't someone said to me, write down your why, what's a why, why for what, Well, why do you want to stop, oh right, okay, yeah, maybe, and you, you subconsciously, you've got a lot of things you want to stop for, but you don't even know what they are. Yeah, until you like articulate yourself. them, yeah, yeah. Or
0: they're drawn out you for a coaching session or whatever it is, and when you get clear on those things, then it becomes clear as to why you're doing this in the first place.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't stop drinking to climb Kilimanjaro or go to every space camp, I do a triathlon, I stopped drinking to maybe be, I was an older parent. I thought, hold on a minute. I'm, I was, um, you know, I'm 58 this year. My kids are 14 and 10. That's probably one of the main reasons um, I needed a break. And then I thought I was going to just take it easy. Why would you? You know, it's a no-brainer. You know, why would you? Why would you want to drink?
0: It's and just you, a no-brainer. You are just warming up. Yeah. As I always say that's the exciting. bit. so, what do you think the future is?
1: Well, I'm not sure next. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, I'm sure we do something, there's a lot of things on the uh, on the horizon. yeah, you know, What I want to do in the world is this, you know, life's one big adventure, you know, and we want to, we're not going to come back here and do it all again. It's not a rehearsal and I could get emotional about what did I do for my first 52 years on the planet. But, you know, if I didn't do them, I wouldn't be where I am now. Probably yeah. I'd still be. Jogging along as a middle lane drinker, and I think by maybe being a bit more of a drinker, I took that break. So that's where I am now. I'm grateful for that. People say, "What are you going to do?" Oh, I want to see the world. Oh, you better go on a cruise. soon don't put me on a cruise. I ain't doing a cruise. <laughs> I'm going backpacking. I don't I'm yeah. on 58 or 60. I ain't going on no cruise. So I'm not right. ready for that. I'm gonna get my backpack on and go around the world. You know, I might grow dreadlocks and just go around the world and, <laughs> you look good back pack, mate. and uh yeah you know you're 58 this year i feel younger than when i was 52. That's um, great. you know you look I younger young. i mean how, you've, how much weight have you lost well i've gone from you know uh 17 10 to i'm um, probably 13 and a half maybe a bit less now so well over 50 pound in weight um you know 20 odd kilos yeah, it's probably messy. 55 60 pound in weight um, just you know all these ailments you think you had have gone but no one told me to take a break from the booze they might go away It was put this cream on take this tablet else we're going to put you on you know beta blockers or this no one said take a break from the booze and it's all the lies we're told and you know most of the doctors still drink yeah and
0: I saw some research around that and that has a huge impact on how they communicate these things right yeah. it's like if you're sitting there smoking and then a patient walks in about they're smoking you're never going to commit to the solutions to that problem if you're knee-deep in it yourself no not at all and then but coming back to the sort of the future and the, the exciting path now that you're on i mean it just feels so adventurous doesn't it again life you're excited about life that's what i can feel shining through oh, yeah. from you that i'm not going on a cruise i'm going to go and backpack you know yeah. and why wouldn't you i genuinely believe we're just warming up and i think all the things that you've done over the last five years have set the scene for the next 10, 15, 20 that are going to lead to a life that's so much more rich and varied than it ever would have been if we had alcohol in our life. And to think about those two paths mm. that you've taken now and the difference between the two is, is pretty incredible. Mm. So I did want to thank you and salute you for being an absolute ledge. Well, five years,
1: always, almost
0: there. It's bloody brilliant. Always it? grateful. Yeah.
1: About you starting this movement, I wouldn't have been there. Um, and I don't think I wouldn't have done it on my own. I needed help. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I should be doing with wise and authentic self and finding your meaning and purpose and all these things that have driven me to not driven me. It's just happened organically. But now I'm. You can see how it's happened looking back. And uh, yeah, just reach out anyone. You know the community is growing. We've been told a lie for years and years. People who are. Really curious about it, you might have other ways of saying it. I say to anyone, do a hundred days because this magic happens between 60 and 100 yeah. days. I've seen it so many times, I think you'll agree with that. This cloud lifts between whether you drink twice a week or seven days a week, between 60 and 100 days, this cloud lifts. That's when it lifted for me. No way was I going back. I don't know anyone yet, certainly who's trained with me, who's got to a hundred days and said, you know what, I think I'm going to go back. Yeah, it's very true. I do not it? know one person yet. You know, I've not trained hundreds but I've trained tens and I don't know one person who's said I'm gonna go back. Yeah, it's incredible. And on
0: that note, where can people reach out to you, connect with you?
1: Um, so Facebook, Instagram, so Facebook Andy Garwood, Life Beyond Booze, Instagram Life Beyond Booze, which is life underscore beyond booze. And TikTok. Or oh, youngster. Be life Beyond, beyond Booze too. Three point two million yeah, yeah.
0: views on your TikToks.
1: Yeah, so um yeah, that's me. Um, yeah, just if you like what I do, you know, watch it. If you don't, there's plenty of other people who you will, you know, you, you will like. You know, we're all different. I swear a bit too much sometimes. I've, you know, you've got to understand me. I need to go to elocution lessons. I know, but yeah, I am what I am. I have a bed head in the morning. I'm not going to do my hair. What you see is what I am. And you know, I, yeah, you know, I'm truly passionate about what I do. I want to hold your hand right yeah. the way through it. And see you succeed and your children succeed and your you know everything from if you're looking after your elderly mum or your young kids it's all the same you're going to be a better version of yourself yeah so beautiful and exactly that
0: and and you're there and you're around and do everyone listening make sure you check out andy on all those socials where it be TikTok, instagram facebook it's bloody brilliant showing up every day like myself inspiring people do reach out and andy just to say thank you and congratulations Thanks, again Thank you very much. We'll do this again in six years. So, this time next year, we'll do it again.
1: Okay, I'll hold you to that. Let's do it. Let's do it, mate.